The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Now, how are you now? Oh my God! Um, seriously, how are you doing now? How's everybody doing? Are we okay? Our blood pressures back to a normal level? Because your Montreal Canadiens are one win away from booking a ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals, and and as a bonus, they have an opportunity to do that. On Saint-Jean, Thursday night, La Fête Nationale du Québec. And they have an opportunity on home ice to book a ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 1993. I, I can't believe it. I, can't, I mean, welcome to episode 16 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and I want to take a minute before I get into the recap of the actual game itself, to just acknowledge something. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you didn't just stumble through Spotify and find your way to this podcast. You have to be a Habs fan. Even if you did stumble your way through Spotify and happen to come across this podcast, you click play because you're probably a Habs fan. Like me, I was born this way. I don't know how you came to this team, but I was born this way. My father grew up in Montreal in the 1970s, watching them win cups left, right, and center, and he instilled that in me. Myself, I was born in 1990. I've seen this team get this far only once in my life, and I don't remember it. I was three years old. I don't remember it. I don't remember a second of it. My, my, my father tells me that I watched all the games and, and that I cheered and that I really enjoyed it, but you know what? I don't remember it. I've been waiting almost 30 years for an opportunity like this, and they're one game away. I mean, I, I don't know how you came to love this team, but I just want to say I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we get to experience this together, and, you know, I, I, I hope with every fiber of my being that they can make this happen for us that they can get us to that next level that we can see whoever we're going to see in the final and you know find out what this team is really capable of because they've proven to us so far this season that they're capable of a lot more than anybody thought they were they lost game four they probably deserve to win but you know, deserve sometimes in hockey has nothing to do with it, right? And I was on City News and I was doing a pregame thing at like 6 p.m. 
you know, three hours before the game started. And what I said was sometimes you have to have the courage to change nothing after a loss if you feel that that loss was not deserved. If you feel like you played a really good game, which they did, then you have to sit there and make a conscious decision to go out and do the exact same thing over again and try to achieve the result that you deserved the first time. And they did that. The Montreal Canadiens did exactly that. They came out the same way, they played the same game, and this time they got the result that they deserved. Started out a little bit rough. I'll be honest. Started out a bit rough. I think the the Vegas Golden Knights had probably the first four, five, maybe even six shots on goal before Montreal got one on net. But the Habs were playing well. They were definitely, they didn't look out of place. They uh, were playing well defensively, and there wasn't too much to worry about. I mean, the shots that were getting on Carey Price were cosmetic, you know? And anything that Carey Price can see right now, that he doesn't have a bunch of bodies in front of him, he has a very good chance of stopping because he's at the top of his game. And once the Habs started to really get going, uh, you know, they, they really got going. I mean less than 10 minutes into the period, Josh Anderson gets an, a partial break. Not a full breakaway, but he's Josh Anderson. He's incredibly fast. He's cutting in on the right side, uh, heads in towards the net, you know, doing his typical drop the shoulder, drive towards the middle, and puts one on net. Flurry stops it, but the puck just kind of floats out on a, like a juicy rebound just sitting there. And Jesperi Kakanyemi, out of nowhere, comes in, finds that rebound, and puts it in. Habs are up one nothing, and it sparked them because they looked even better for the remainder of that period. It ends with a one nothing lead for the Montreal Canadiens, which honestly, uh, you know, I looked at my buddy after that period and I said, that's good. one nothing after one, I'll take that. But that the first goal of the second period would be incredibly important. Whoever gets that one, stands a very good chance of winning the game. First five minutes of the period, Habs are the better team. You know, the first five minutes of the first period, the Knights were arguably the better team, but the Habs, that goal in the first, it sparked them, and they looked like the better team in the second period. Lo and behold, maybe six, almost seven minutes in, Habs are on a line change, and uh, Nick Suzuki gets the puck, pretty deep in the night zone, um, takes a turn, heads back up the boards towards the blue line, and just fires a perfect pass, cross ice to Eric Stahl, who snipes, snipes, Eric Stahl looking like the 2009 version of himself, snipes, puts the Habs up 2-0, now we're really cooking, Habs are looking dominant, I mean, it's it's it feels like they're they're gonna get this game. Couple minutes later, they get a power play. I didn't even know we could get those anymore, based on the way the officiating has been in this series. But they get one. They get one. And to be completely honest, it didn't look great. Weren't really able to get set up for the first little bit. Struggling. Vegas gets a break of their own. Looks like they're about to cut into the Habs zone and get a chance 
while the Habs are on that power play. Mark Stone gets his pocket picked a little bit. Puck gets kicked back out into the middle. Corey Perry has a partial breakaway on the power play. Corey Perry, at the end of a shift, has a partial break on the power play. He has nothing left in his gas tank. He looks like he's running on fumes. And what does he do? He throws a perfect pass back across the middle to a streaking Cole Caulfield who snipes, snipes it to make it 3 nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. And if we were cooking after the second goal, uh, we're absolutely cooking with gasoline at this point. The Habs are up 3. Uh, Carey Price, by the way, haven't even mentioned him yet, looking great. Doesn't look like there's nothing to suggest that the Golden Knights are going to be able to come back from down three based on the way the Habs are playing. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. I, I said it when I was on uh, City News. I said the one thing they have to do if they get that lead is protect it, not by sitting back and going into the shell, but being aggressive. And they did that. We go into the third period. The Habs are still being aggressive. They're spending time in the offensive zone. Uh, Eventually, you know, not too deep into the period, Max Pacioretty gets one back. Typical Vegas fashion. uh, Defensive zone draw for the Habs. They win it back to Pacioretty. He fans on it. Gets it back. Shoots. Scores. 3-1. Feeling a little bit concerned at that point. But then the Habs just... they, They played amazing. They didn't sit back. They didn't go into a shell. Carey Price is making saves. Nick Suzuki scores an empty net goal. It's 4-1. And the Habs have an opportunity to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals on Saint-Jean, la fête nationale du Québec. Let's go. I mean, I can't believe this is real. After everything this team has been through, like they started out hot. They went on a slump. They had to change coaches. Uh, They still looked like they were just struggling, just trying to find their way into the playoffs. They did. They looked great once they got there. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing things that nobody thought they were capable of doing. They, had, they lost their coach. They lost their coach. Their coach got COVID, and now he's not available for them. So they don't even have Dominique Duchamp behind the bench, who's the guy they put in place when they made the original coaching change after that slump at the beginning of the season. And, and look what they're doing. How do you not believe in this team at this point? Like, player of the game, let's just say it, Nick Suzuki. How do you not give it to him? I mean, he scored the empty netter, obviously, but that's an empty netter. But that pass to Eric Stahl for the second goal was just sublime. Just sublime. The, The hockey sense on this kid, he's 21 years old. He has 20 points in 26 career playoff games. Big time performer. He's the future. And guess what? The future for the Montreal Canadiens is right now. It's right now. They got goals in that game from Suzuki, from Cole Caulfield, and from Jesperi Kakanyemi. All young players on this team. Young players in the NHL. The future is right now. And when you add in that they have veteran guys like Corey Perry, Eric Stahl, 
uh, and Carey Price at the top of his game contributing. There's there's no reason to not believe in this team right now. I know for a fact that 95 to 99% of people, if you ask them two months ago, would the Canadians be in this position? They would say no, and you're insane for asking me that. But they are, and they deserve to be there, and they're proving that they deserve to be there. I mean... <sighs> I'm 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 honestly kind of speechless. I know I've said a lot of words for somebody who's saying that he's speechless, but like the the metal of this team, man, it's it's insane. I I honestly believe that they might actually pull this thing off. Like they might get to the final and who knows once they get there. I mean, let's obviously not get ahead of ourselves. I'm trying very hard not to get ahead of myself. But like I said at the top of this podcast, you know, I've been waiting almost 30 years of my life for this. And I like I just I think that this could be the year I I think it could. And I think that there's enough we've seen from this team that we shouldn't be doubting them anymore. We shouldn't. We should just put put our faith in what they've already accomplished that nobody thought they could and believe that you know whoever it is whether it's Tampa who looks like a impossible task or you know the Islanders it doesn't matter this team doesn't care who they go up against nobody picks them to beat anybody that they go up against and look at what they're doing just look I mean I'm honestly again I'm basically speechless I've spoken for almost 14 minutes at this point, and I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, just just look at what they've done. Just look at it. It's, it's incredible. It's inspiring. I mean, it's bringing life back to a city uh, in Montreal where we've been on lockdown. It, it feels like we've been on lockdown for almost two years. I know it hasn't been that long, but they're bringing life back to the city. If you go downtown during any of these games... When they win, it's it's a scene. And can you imagine the scene on Thursday? Again, on La Fête Nationale du Québec, if they pull this thing off and they book their ticket to the final, whoa, it's going to be... It, it's, you got to go. If you're anywhere near, if you're near this... Like, if you're near Montreal, if you're... I don't care if you're in Ottawa, you know, anywhere near here and you can get to Montreal for that, I suggest you do. Because trust me when I say I've been downtown for a few of these recent wins, and it's quite the scene. It's fun. Where everybody is, you know, just... We're living our best life, finally, after COVID and everything, and this team is bringing it back. It's, you know, it's it's unbelievable. I, I want to end this by uh, mentioning the officiating, because... Uh, anybody who reads Eyes on the Prize knows that I've had a few complaints about the officiating recently. Uh, I gotta say, officiating in Game 5, quite good. I wouldn't say it was perfect, but, you know, for once, we saw a game that was properly officiated. They didn't let anything very obvious and very bad go, and they also didn't make any ridiculous calls either way. 
they let some things go on both sides. Uh, the things they did call were pretty obvious and pretty warranted. Um, honestly, I think that's all we can really ask for is just a, a properly officiated game, and I think we saw that. So kudos to them. Um, m- maybe I should write an article tomorrow and I should honor that because I wrote three straight articles complaining about the officiating. Uh, I guess it's fair for me to acknowledge it when it's pretty good. Now, hopefully we get the the same thing uh, on Thursday night, once more on Saint-Jean. So if you live in Quebec, uh, you're going to have that day off, I assume. If you don't, well, I apologize. You know, I mean, I think most of us have that day off. Most of us are going to be spending our day getting ready for that game, uh, trying to have some fun. Hopefully it's nice out. Uh, we can spend the day outside, you know, take in some uh, fresh air. Uh, we're about to go into a green zone in Quebec as well, so that means things are going to open back up even more than they already are. And, you know, we can just have a good day, you know, try to relax a little bit before we get to the stress of a potential huge game for this team and for this city. And, um, you know, hopefully, again, hopefully the officials are the same. And hopefully the Montreal Canadiens come out the exact same way they have the last two games because they're just fun to watch right now. They are. Uh, I, I I can't ask for more. Honestly, I'm, I'm floored. I'm impressed. And, uh, again, they're bringing life back to a city when, when we need it the most. Can't ask for more from them. Of course, we can technically ask for more, but, um, you know, we all know what that is, and that's a a parade going down St. Catherine uh, at some point this summer. But, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? There's a lot of work left to do. Uh, The good news is this team, they don't look like they're getting ahead of themselves whatsoever. The way they're playing, uh, you know, it's quite clear that they're not thinking too far ahead. They're thinking about what do we need to do tonight, and I hope they keep thinking that way. That's it. Uh, we are going oh like over 18 minutes this time, so vraiment soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we are on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple, uh, we're on Megaphone. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a line. Uh, I'm also going to be on uh, City TV again for the next game. Uh, I go on before the game around 6 p.m. Usually I'm on there, and then I'm on again usually around 11 p.m. Uh, so if you feel like it, you can tune into City TV and you can see me. Uh, and you can see my face. Maybe I have to wear a face mask sometimes. Sometimes I don't if I'm outside, but if I'm inside, I have to. You know, it's the rules. I follow them. I'm doing my part. Everybody. Do your part, get your vaccine, and you know what? Get ready for a huge game on Thursday night on St. John here in Montreal. As always, à la prochaine.